0: hey everybody what's up welcome in to another episode of real sports talk by niraj on a friday it is june 4th 2021 a lot to get into obviously as we saw the conclusion of uh, you know several first round series there's only one game six that remains tonight and that is between the dallas mavericks and the la clippers um, so I'm going to recap all the action from yesterday, preview some of the Eastern Conference semifinal games. Um, as for the West I will have to wait to do that. Um, you know, getting that going obviously coming up very soon. So what I will start with is talking about the games that took place yesterday and gotta say right off the bat, um, tough to see the Lakers lose to the Phoenix Suns in the first round, you know, the Lakers were already facing an uphill battle coming to this postseason uh, with, you know, Anthony Davis not being his usual 100% self, dealing with that groin injury and, you know, whatever he had dealt with this season. And LeBron, um, you know, dealing with that ankle injury, came back, never looked like himself, um, but then again he he still fought through it and put up a good fight uh, but the phoenix suns um eliminated the lakers yesterday and forcing lebron's uh, first round series record is 14 and one now um you know the phoenix suns were a team that i had talked about back in the regular season that i felt like you know they were obviously playing so well they were playing so well and I just did not think they were going to be able to beat the Lakers. One, because of the experience factor. Just because I thought that Brandon James and Anthony Davis and the Lakers would kind of come to their playing style. But when it comes down to it, got to give the Suns credit because uh, they performed like a top team uh, that's ready to, ready to contend for a title, possibly. And, you know, you got to give credit to Monty Williams, who's done an exceptional job. Uh, the Suns were the better team. Uh, point blank. The Lakers just did not have it uh, despite them, you know, trying to give it their all. Uh, the Suns just shot much better. They played much better as, as a group um, in this series, and that's what it came down to. I just did not see, um, you know, I did not see it coming in terms of how the Suns looked as a group there. I mean, they're the young guys, Mikael Bridges, Cameron Payne. I mean, the young. Um, you know, Devin Booker, I mean, they just played lights out. They never let it off. You know, they found themselves down 2-1, and then they just really turned it on as the top team that they were. The Lakers, you know, the shooting wasn't there as much. It looked a little bit lost on offense at times. But all in all, I mean, LeBron did whatever he could do. It just sucked that Anthony Davis couldn't go um, as much because of that groin injury. Uh, obviously, fans just kind of look at those things that, are like, oh, he's he's not, he's soft and all that. But to be honest, if you really look at the game of basketball and see all these things, I mean, injuries do kind of pile up and a lot of stars do play with injuries at this time of the year in the postseason. Chris Paul did the same thing. Um, but the Suns were the better team. They had a better three point shooting, and that was one of the things that the Lakers just weren't able to have as much. In this year's postseason matchup they just did not have the three point shooting as good as it should have been uh to counteract with the sun so i mean I'm happy for chris paul because you know initially i felt like oh you know got injured maybe he made it but chris paul came back and nice to see him get out of the first round and you know after all those you know playoff heartbreaks and stuff it was nice to see chris paul get that uh you know serious win um lakers don't really have to beat themselves up too much i mean they played hard they played well enough to be in this series i mean took a lot took a lot of them actually just to get into the playoffs i said the play-in tournament um obviously the standard is such that lakers you know the standards just always win win a championship and you know it is disappointing that it had to end this way but you know the way that Devin Booker played, having 30-plus points yesterday, um, the Suns just were locked in, locked in. He'll give the credit because, you know, they were a young team that was ready for the stage. The lights weren't too, too bright for them. They played their game. They never um, let the Lakers come back to the point where they could make it a competitive game as much. Kind of kept their eyes set, set on finishing up this series, and they did. They did in an impressive way um you know LeBron James, even at this age is still doing tremendous things. I mean he was able to put up a decent effort, although you know you just kind of see him you know kind of battle through those things this season um and yeah look uh, it was bound to be an interesting season for sure because of the short shortened schedule and the quick turnaround um, but the Lakers just got beat by a better team. Um, that, that that played well at the right time. They played well at the right time. Um, and I just felt like, it just, you know, that, that game five was a huge turning point in this series, you know. Obviously, just the shooting um, on the outside was something that the Lakers just did not have as much Phoenix did. And they obviously played great defense, boxed out well. De'Andre Aiden showed up very well. Jay Crowder had his moments. Um, so a well done job by Phoenix Suns um, of just playing good basketball playing good defense and they really like showed out and, and proved that you know their team that looking to win because coming back to prominence a little bit um, and for the Lakers obviously there'll be a lot of questions um, people will be like oh LeBron lost in the first round he doesn't have it anymore Look, those things are going to come up as LeBron is entering age 36, 37. Those things will come into the play. But, you know, all that being said, Lakers, looking at this season, you know, they were able to kind of piece together a team that had at least made it to the postseason. Obviously not the outcome that they expected. Um, but, you know, they will still be in the mix, um, you know, hopefully for the years to come. Or at least going forward um, but you know this is just kind of a sign that you know with the Lakers and you know, they just weren't able to play as well um, at times and the chemistry the kind of feel that they had as a group just wasn't there um, you know so kind of a bitter feeling with the Lakers but you know should they be ashamed of themselves not really I mean that game five was one that I was like, okay, they definitely got that, but they shouldn't be really ashamed of themselves. Um, it's more that they just weren't good enough, good enough to the point where they could, you know, make Phoenix kind of sweat it out a little bit. That's what I'll say. You know, Phoenix all year long was playing really good basketball. Um, and they just wanted to come out and play well and make a statement, and they did, so pass off to the Phoenix Suns, Um, they played much better than the Lakers, Uh, obviously the Lakers will have a lot to address in the offseason, in terms of their shooting, and how they want to kind of build this roster going forward, Um, but all in all, people can say um, all they want about the Lakers and losing the first round, but you know... Can't say that LeBron James didn't do what he had to do. He went out there and competed. Even though if he wasn't his, his complete self, he still played like a star. Um, and you know, based on what they did accomplish last year and how they kind of started this year, you know, very similarly like the Miami Heat, things didn't go as well as anticipated, but. Um, you know, there are still pauses with this season. You saw, uh, you know, some guys really play well and, and emerge, like Taylor Horton and Tucker. And so if that continues to happen. Uh, you know, Lakers hopefully will be able to, you know, get some guys there and kind of rebuild for next year, retool for next year. That's what will come down to. So, uh, great game, great series. Phoenix advances to face Denver in the next round. I will get into now, so the other game that took place before um, the Lakers and Suns game uh, was Denver and Portland in game six, and this series was actually probably one of the best first round series, um, you know, up to this point in, in the postseason, just seeing how both teams kind of went back and forth, and I picked Portland to win this series, if I remember correctly, And I just did not think that Denver was going to be able to find a way to win. Because they, you know, I I believe that Michael Porter would step up and Aaron Porter would play well. But I just didn't think that they were going to beat the the Blazers and Lillard in six games. You know, I thought it would go the distance to seven possibly. Um, But this game pretty much came down to execution. Execution. I mean final score um, was 126 to 115. Um, the Nuggets just kept fighting. They kept the energy um, all game long. Even though when they trailed by uh, 14 points in the third quarter, they still battled back. And you gotta give credit to the team. Mike Malone, Nikola Yochik. I mean, the way they were able to get back and play big time. Was was great. They rallied uh, from that deficit. You know, Jochik putting up about 36 points, 6 assists. How about Michael Porter having 26 points? This is the kind of performance that they needed from Michael Porter. Um, and you saw, obviously, Aaron Gordon have his moments. He had a big three um, in the closing minutes of this game. And how about Deontay Morris playing so well? You know, 22. Um, you know, the Nuggets just played really 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 well um, they kept it going they um, scored and they had to score Austin Rivers obviously had a had a nice shot there as well in the fourth quarter of this game Portland uh, missed a lot of shots you know even though Damian Lillard had you know 28 points McCullough 21 even Carmelo played well to an extent you know everybody on the Portland starting five played relatively well uh, But in that fourth quarter, I mean, Damian Lillard went for like one for five. They missed some easy shots. Um, Some possessions were just too quick, too quick. You know, Robert Covington missed a a three in the corner. Um, Portland just missed some easy shots. Um, Just weren't able to get enough stops even, and and they just didn't execute. And, you know, it was kind of surprising to see Damian Lillard not... Have that kind of surge in the fourth quarter, um, but the Nuggets give him credit. They did an excellent job of, you know, trying to keep him in check in the fourth quarter, keeping you know getting in front of him, cutting off the driving lanes. Um, you know, Denver definitely um, did great. And for Justin Nurkic, who did put up 13 points, wasn't really impressed with Justin Nurkic in this series. Um, you know, he's a nice, talented big man, a you know, big player and everything. And he's a solid guy, no doubt. But you know he had some moments in that game where you just felt like you got to go up and get it. And particularly there was one, there was one possession where you know he got the ball he could have made a jumper. Rather, he kind of just took took an extra dribble and step, trying to uh, make a you know an, an attempt to go towards the rim and he missed it. So. You know, those things happen, but... You know, I feel like Nurcic has been a very solid player with this Portland Blazers team. And, you know... They didn't get that production from from him as great. I mean, he did have some games where he played relatively well. You know, obviously putting up some nice points and game boards. But, I mean, he was just no match for Nikola Jochip at all. Um, and... That was what you know. What it kind of came down to was that you know Portland wasn't able to contain Nikola Jokic as much. He played like the MVP that he should be. Um, they had, just had great energy all. Um, you know, Nuggets had more energy than, than, than the Blazers did in that fourth quarter. You know, you saw. I mean, there were a lot of turnovers also by the Portland Trail Blazers, and that kind of played a role in this game. And they had a lot of turnovers um, that Ron for or you know. That they kind of brought themselves. They had some turnovers that didn't work out so well. And, you know, they tried to make it make, make it work still. It was a tight game, I think, in the fourth quarter at some point. But Denver just surged. They surged. They got the extra rebounds. Um, and they were better than the Portland Travises on the fast break, especially. You know, so uh, a really good job of the Denver Nuggets. Definitely played lights out and. Yeah, they are going to be uh, really, really interesting to watch. As for the Western Conference semifinals, Utah awaits the winner of the Mavericks and the Clippers tonight, and we do have our first Western Conference semifinal match that is set, and I believe it's going to be Denver taking on Phoenix, and that should be a really great series. Um, that I think that's the way it sh- that's the way it's gonna go. I think that's the that's in the bracket. It should be those two teams squaring off. So whew, a lot of good young you know basketball a- ahead of us. I mean, it's gonna be really great to see uh, who really emerges in the Western Conference now, um, as Utah, Denver, and Phoenix uh, possibly are, will be the favorites based on the current playoffs state in the Western Conference. I mean they. This is probably the best opportunity that these three teams will have to make a run at it to the NBA Finals potentially. So, should be fun to see how it all goes down. Um, Clippers and Mavericks tonight. Gonna find out a lot about Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and this Clippers team. Um, you know, are they gonna be able to get it done when it matters the most in in this game tonight? Because Luka is gonna bring it. Kawhi Leonard will definitely bring it but will they be able to bring it in the fourth quarter of this game will be something interesting to watch for sure so in this next segment I want to preview the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs semifinal games we have four teams left, um, and I want to preview the matchups, and make some predictions. Hopefully, I'll nail some of them rightly this time. Um, you know, so you got Atlanta taking on Philadelphia, and then you got the Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Brooklyn Nets. Um, you know, I expected to see. You know, the Bucks, the Sixers, um, and the Brooklyn Nets in the postseason In this this point. Obviously, Atlanta is the one that definitely surprised and um, has played really well um, so far. Although, they will be in for a much better and tough battle against the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, but this is, you know, the kind of team that we expect it to be in the Eastern Conference and you know a lot of storylines will be coming off of all these games in these series and so I want to start with Atlanta and Philadelphia um, you know both teams are you know at different points where Atlanta is really healthy um, playing very very well um, they were impressive the Hawks were impressive from the perimeter against the New York Knicks. Um, You saw Capella, John Collins play well defensively in in the paint. Um, You know, both teams are able to shoot it well. And, you know, Atlanta may have better shooters in this series, but it will come down to who can make them, what kind of defenses played in this series. The Sixers were able to get past the Washington Wizards pretty easily. Joel Embiid was putting it on early on. Um, He did obviously have that injury the small uh, tear this tear in his knee so he is not going to be a hundred percent but they are trying to manage it and give him treatment so he can be a, he can still be an effective player out there when he plays and look, a lot of players have to work through these injuries and unfortunately and had that happen hopefully he can just kind of work through it and still be effective enough to the point where he can help this Sixers team win um, it all depends on how he takes the treatment, how does it go. Hopefully, he'll be able to give it his all. Uh, but you know, this series will really come down to how well do the Sixers defend Trey Young from the perimeter and what he tries to do, and also, you know, can Atlanta keep their scoring going off the bench? You know, can they be as productive, be more productive against a Philly team that will definitely. Um, you know, force them to play a different style of basketball in terms of shooting, kind of closing out. Uh, Doc Rivers is definitely gonna try to throw in some wrinkles defensively to really force uh, Atlanta shooters to, you know, do their thing. So it's it's gonna be interesting to see what happens in terms of how do how do how does Philadelphia get their bench going in this series more because they're gonna need that they want to get past the Atlanta Hawks. So my three keys for victory for the Atlanta Hawks in this series, I think number one, Trey Young needs to be ready for the challenge. Definitely will throw at him. You know, can he be effective and make the shots when they need it? You know, against the Knicks, he made a lot of good shots when they needed a bucket. He stepped up um, and did it. Uh, but this is a different challenge in Philadelphia. I think they have better defenders, a little more experience. Um, obviously, with Danny Green being there, Tobias Harris, you know, so can Trey Young still be as effective when they need a bucket the most? You know, in crunch time, in the late stages of a game, can Trey Young deliver? He did do it against the Knicks, but can he do it now against the Philadelphia Sixers? Can he keep it consistent enough um, in this series for the Hawks to be, be in it to so the very end of all these games? I think the second key for the Atlanta Hawks, they need Clint Capella, John Collins, to really do a good job of winning the battle in the paint, getting those rebounds, getting the extra possessions. Uh, They have to be effective in closing out, boxing out, because the Sixers do thrive at times, getting second-chance points. And so can they keep... Can they win the rebounding battle? Can they kind of keep Dwight Howard, um, you know... Can they box him out well enough if he gets gets some minutes? Or rather, if Embiid plays, are they going to be able to hold him down defensively? That would be a key. If Embiid does play, you know, can Hawks limit him inside? Can their big guys limit them inside, make him work for a lot of those shots? Which he will obviously do. Can they do it well enough to the point where they take him out and, and kind of force everybody else on Philadelphia to shoot and score? That would be... Very important to watch. I think the third key for the Atlanta Hawks to win this one, they're going to need to get DeAndre Hunter and, De- and Danil Gallinari going early on. You know, those guys did play relatively well in the first round. But, you know, there were times when Gallinari struggled to keep it going. Hunter obviously had a nice game. You know, it the Knicks last time. But can they keep it going? Can they get the... They have to get it going. These two have to... Step it up, especially Nari. Um, you gotta see these guys get their shots early and often because it it will not all be Trey Young in this series, you know. Trey Young will be able to take over all the time in this series, it'll come down to can two of these guys make shots and step up and hit those shots in the perimeter as well. So that'll be key. As for the Philadelphia 76ers, keys to victory. Ben Simmons has to be the one to defend Trey Young in my mind. Um, He's got to be able to put up some points offensively and score. Um, Free throws are a huge thing for Ben Simmons in this series. He's got to be able to hit his free throws and make his shots when he can make his shots. You know that the Atlanta Hawks were probably looking at what the Wizards did in one of those games. You know, the series, so... Simmons has to be good defensively, the all-time defensive player that he is. He can he can be. He's got to be able to be locked in. Uh, he's got to get everybody flowing as well with his turnover, with his uh, assistment, you know, playmaking ability. He's got to get these guys going early on, like Tobias Harris and Danny Green. He's got to get these guys going early on. Number two key: Philly bench, Seth Curry, Dwight Howard, Tyrese Maxey guys got to play big time in this series to win you got to get good shooting got to bring it every single night and if Joel Embiid is not 100% and if Ben Simmons can't be in the game um, you know he has to wrestle to the bench you got to see this Philly bench step up and play big time they need to make their shots um get it going early on you know put up a good effort in terms of um trying to force Atlanta to play a different style you know force Atlanta to kind of go point for point with you and that's what I want to see Philadelphia do on their bench just to be able to score and score and see if Atlanta Hawks shooting can stay with it you know that would be very very important and the third key I think more importantly the overall defensive strategy The Sixers need to be able to win the boards battle and box out. They cannot give the Atlanta Hawks easy shots. So they gotta avoid having too many turnovers against the Atlanta Hawks. They gotta maximize their possessions. And Doc Rivers really needs to make sure that they are playing and not turning the ball over. They're attacking and being aggressive. They're gonna have to challenge Atlanta in this series. At, at, in the paint, they're gonna to have to draw contact, draw free throws, which they can do very, very well. So Philadelphia has to attack, try to apply pressure inside on Atlanta, force their bigs to foul. Um, that will be one way that they can kind of uh, neutralize the size that the Hawks do have. Is being able to attack, get to the free throw line, and not have to make turnovers, make the most of most of the possessions. And keep it going Keep it going uh, Because that will be very important So all that that being said uh, This series will be a really good one Um, If I'm going to make a prediction right now Of this series This all comes down to how Joel Embiid looks when he comes back Excuse me When Joel Embiid comes back How he looks, and that'll be crucial. I'm gonna pick Philly to win in seven games. Um, I think that both teams are going to be able to win on their home court, and I don't see um, this ending in five or six games. I think it will end in seven, and I have Philadelphia winning. Because I think by that point, Joel Embiid may be even more better. Um, so I'm going to pick the Sixers to win this series. I think that they have been obviously looking to get back to that point where they can make conference finals. You know, And they've been coming for a long time. they got Doc Rivers going with them. I think you're going to see a lot of effort from the Sixers. Uh, I think they're going to make things t- tougher for the Atlanta Hawks. And I'm going to pick the Sixers to win seven will uh, be a, a hard fought series but I have you know I have the Sixers winning this series cause I think that Ben Simmons is going to play play big time he is going to be able to do a good job I think at certain points in this series of being able to uh, limit Trey Young maybe not limit him to the point where he won't score over 20 but I think that I think you'll see the Sixers make Trey Young work a lot for for his shots um, in this series, and even if he does put up 20 plus points, it comes down to them being able to isolate and you know do a good job of everybody else. I think their defense will be uh, much better, um, and they will be able to carry that out. I think and, and win a Game Seven at home in front of their, their home fans. Now the second game, second series that I want to preview is the one that I've been looking forward to for a while, and that is uh, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets squaring off. A very highly anticipated matchup. I mean, it's going to be an epic matchup, I believe. I mean, you got KD and the Greek Freak going at it for the first time ever, and in the in the postseason. And this is going to be a great series. Now, most people are gonna pick the Nets uh, to win because of their firepower, but this is a different Milwaukee Bucks team. They've shot the three-point shot much better this year. They've looked more offensively better than years past, and I think they are gonna be ready for the challenge that the Nets will throw at them. So both teams will give each other problems. I think that, you know, the Bucks are gonna be able to, uh, with their size they have with Robin Lopez and Giannis and Portis, I think they're going to obviously give the Nets some problem inside and looking at what the Bucks may have trouble defending is the hot shooting that KD, Durant, and Harden may get into from game to game in this series. So it will come down to you know how these teams both look and play um, each other, but it's going to be great because I think that you, know, you have the big three of the Brooklyn Nets who haven't played too many games together, and you have the Bucks, who have a nice duo of, you know, Drew Holiday and Middleton with Giannis. It's going to be really great to see which duo, which triple duo, is going to emerge victorious in this one. I think keys for the Milwaukee Bucks to win this series. I think number one, Giannis needs to be the man. He's got to bring it offensively, play like his usual dominant self. Um, he needs to attack the paint make the right plays and decisions against the Nets defense whenever they try to double team him or that he needs to make the right pass. And his his playmaking will be huge in this series, I think, for Giannis. He's going to have to be able to not only get his shots and be dominant, but he's going to have to get his other teammates going. Now, they don't have you know Dante um, DiVincenzo in this series, so they're going to need their shooting to be great uh, on the perimeter. And that's where Chris Middleton comes in. That's so where Drew Holiday comes in. So Giannis has got to bring some good shots. He's got to bring it all all series long, attack the Nets, force them to play and, and foul him and do all those kind of things. He's got, to get, he's got to make his free throws as well. That's huge for Giannis in this series. Second key is that the, the Milwaukee Bucks have to find a way to slow down Kevin Durant or Irving or Harden, at least one of them, to an extent where force them to really go at it. You know try to limit their uh one-on-one possessions you know force the nets to play tight you know let them they have to really grind out with the nets not let the nets kind of beat them with a one person going off for like 20 plus 30 plus 40 plus in a game Bucks have to find a way to slow down kd um in some way or to Kyrie irving to an extent try to maximize that try to get those extra possessions that they can um, because they're going to need those extra possessions in this game. To beat the Nets, the Bucks will need extra possessions and second chance points, and they will need to get that from their bigs and their rebounding, which will be crucial. The third key, Chris Middleton, um, has to be great. He was great in the first round against the, against the Miami Heat. He is capable of, of being a great player. Um, he's shown it from time to time um, throughout his career. This is his time to really emerge um, and show up and score. You know, he's gotta be able to score. Gotta be able to score and score often and early um, for the Milwaukee Bucks to get it going. They're gonna need to get good shot making from him. Um, If he does that, they have a good shot to win this series. As for the Brooklyn Nets, you know, can the big three continue to play well offensively together? You know, they haven't obviously had that situation as much yet where they played a tight game. So, you know, can they continue to play well offensively and defensively when it gets tight? You know, can they keep it going? Can they find each other for some quality shots and quality looks? That will be very, very crucial for their chances um, to advance in this series. Can they make it happen, you know, um, against a Bucks team that will defend them much better? Um, from the get-go so just to see how Kyrie Irving does how um, James Harden does because there's going to be a lot of box groups that will try to trap them defend them a certain way and they got to be able to get after it and stop those things from happening you know second key for the Nets is Ken Blake Griffin and Jeff Green be great in the paint and in the boards battle. You want to see Blake Griffin do much better and Jeff Green do much better. If they're healthy, good to go, You know, can they find a way to close out and, and, and you know, battle inside and get those rebounds would be important. And then third key for the Nets, got to play at a high level on defense. Defense does win championships. They have shown that to some extent in their first round series, but the Bucs will be a different challenge. And so can they find a way to contain the Bucks from getting getting to their spots. That will be very crucial. Uh, when it's all said and done, it's going to be a great series. I can't wait to see KD and and Giannis go at it on the court. It's going to be awesome to see. Drew Holiday's playmaking and assist making will be crucial in this series. How he defends Kyrie Irving will be very, very important this series. When it's all said and done, I think it'll be a great series. I'm going to pick the Brooklyn Nets in seven games. I think it'll be a hard fought series. I don't think the Milwaukee Bucks are going to go anywhere early on in this series. It'll be a seven game series and have the Brooklyn Nets winning in seven, winning in seven um, over the Milwaukee Bucks um, and, and advance to the Eastern Conference Finals.